0: Nothing like the presence of God, amen, and uh, nothing like old time preaching, amen, and uh, Brother Barnes, I love him and appreciate him, I don't know how many years he's been preaching here, long, long time, at least 10 years, and uh, he's always been a blessing, always had something from the Lord, amen. I told him when he was praying about coming and joining, I said, the only stipulation I have is that if you join, I don't want it to be a situation where you join and don't preach revivals for us. Amen. He's just been preaching here a long time, been a lot of help to our church, and I'd rather have him preach revivals than have him as a member. And I mean that. But what about God? Let us have him as both. Isn't that a blessing? And uh, so we're praying for him. And I want to say this because I'm going to say it more in the revival and he's going to come preach. Uh, I want us to do something special for him this week. I don't know what we're going to do, but you just pray about that need. God knows about that need tonight. He hasn't asked me for anything, but the Lord's touched my heart about that. And so there will be much in
1: prayer. We'll do something to be a blessing to him. God bless you. Preacher. Thank you, Pastor. All right, the book of Psalms tonight, Psalms chapter 13. And I know the preacher has preached some on Psalms. I don't know which chapters and all of that, but I want to honor the Lord tonight. And uh, I am honored to be able to preach revival at my home church, and uh, that's an honor to me. And uh, even if I wasn't a member, I'm always honored to preach for Dr. Gravely, and uh, I do love him as a man of God, as a friend, and, and as a pastor. I thank the good Lord for him, and uh, he's a blessing in his dear wife and family to my life and to Patty, and we're very grateful uh, that God has allowed us to walk together. And uh, very grateful for that, and uh, I'm honest. It'd be all right with me if he preached again tonight. It wouldn't hurt my feelings at all. He got hooked up good this morning, and uh, so that don't bother me a bit. Uh, there's no contest. Uh, you know what I'm saying? There's no preaching. Brother Brown and I will not be in a contest this week, and if God hit him tomorrow and the preacher said, you know what, he's going to preach all week, I'd say hallelujah, because it's never about us, never. And always about him. And as long as he'll be magnified and honored and glorified, then I'll be pleased. Amen. And appreciate the good meal today. We thank the good Lord for that. And uh, Psalms 13. About this time last year, I was uh, sitting in my camper and uh, preaching in Alabama. And uh, Brother Chris, the church that I was preaching in was a very small congregation, about 30 folk, I guess, and, and just a lot of suffering. Uh, Brother George, I mean, boy, they just had one member after another to get cancer and and die, and one fellow, his wife died, and then he had a stroke, and he's in the nursing home. And I said, Lord, would you help me to help them? I want to help them. If I I can't help them, I I don't want to hurt them. You know what I'm saying? And I said, Lord, would you help me to help them? And he brought me to this passage of Scripture. Let's read it. He said, how long will thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long will thou hide thy face for me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Light mine eyes, that I sl- lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest mine enemies say I have Prevailed against him. Those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved. Hmm, but I've trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountifully with me. Beginning of this passage, we find that David is full of sorrow, but by the end, he's singing. I want to preach on that thought from sorrow uh, uh, to singing. Of course, this psalm was written when David was on the run from King Saul. David's life got turned upside down just in a day here he had been uh, the captain of the army doing his job fighting for the king and uh, being out what he's supposed to be and now because some ladies were singing wasn't their fault but they were singing a song and how that Saul had slain his thousands and David his ten thousands then Saul got jealous and and began to chase him and David began to have to run for his life and David don't understand uh, what he's going through there is time we don't understand what we're going through but one thing to do know that God knows what he's doing and he never makes a mistake amen amen one fellow said it like this and I thought I couldn't say it any better so I wrote it down he said David is seen as a fugitive and a conqueror as despairing and triumphing as weeping and singing the changes in life are constant sometimes extreme often rapid like the weather our moods change our thoughts change our behaviors change much of the time god uses changes to purify and perfect us being emptied from vessel to vessel with each transition some of the dregs are removed from our lives amen i tell you one thing that i learned In building a house, I learned some things I didn't like about myself. God showed me some things about me. (laughs) He said, I don't like that. I don't like your lack of patience and I don't like this and I don't like how you respond and I'm going to work on you. Amen. Uh, you hear me tonight? Uh, the reason, maybe, maybe the reason why that it rained 20 days out of 30, I counted them, amen, uh, because of my patience. Uh, I tell you, when the Lord works on you, uh, you know he's a working on you. Uh, I said, uh, going down the road one day uh, and I got frustrated because of the, the traffic trying to get through. To Atlanta I can't wait till they invent cars that can fly praise God won't that be a blessing and, and the Lord said to me uh, uh, you've been saved long enough uh, you know how to deal with that uh, uh, you know how to get over that uh, uh, you need more of me uh, uh, that you don't do that uh, and I'm telling you God knows how uh, to work on you uh, God knows how to reveal uh, sometimes you get to thinking that you're doing pretty good and then God shows you you're not doing so good and you're not doing as good as you think you are I am thank God denies that he's a merciful God and he's a willing to work on me I'm glad he hadn't given up on me I'm glad he loves me enough to keep working in my life and helping me to strive to be what it happened to be amen amen That wasn't in my study this afternoon, but hallelujah for it anyway. Verse 1 and 2, one man said, we see a sorrowful heart. Verse 3 and 4, a sleeping heart. Verse 5 and 6, a singing heart. One man said in verse 1 and 2, David's complaint. Verse 3 and 4, David's cry. Verse 5 and 6, David's confidence. We're going to look at three things tonight and we'll go to the house. Number one, verse one and two, we see David's pain at the delay. Brother Danny, he starts out with four questions. How long? How long? How long? How long? The first two, Brother Casey, they are to God himself. Doubt has begun to creep into David's heart. He's going through things in his life that he don't understand. And he said, Lord... How long are you going to forget me? There is times in our life that you will experience that you feel like that God has forgotten your address But I'm glad tonight, Brother Blake, he hadn't forgotten your address. I'm glad he knows where we live tonight, and he knows where we are. Uh, The devil is a liar, and I want to say that again. The devil is a liar, and he'll whisper in your ear and tell you that God don't care about you. But I'm telling you, he does care. And David began to wonder where the world is God doubt had crept up into David's heart. If you've been saved any length of time at all there'll be times in your mind you'll say God has forgotten me He's blessed everybody else, but he's forgotten me. He's forgotten where I live. He's forgotten my address. He said, how long will you hide your face from me? We know in the scripture, Brother George, that the Lord said, if we regard iniquity in our heart, the Lord will not hear us. I don't believe in this time that David had done anything. I don't believe this was his own making. God was just preparing him to Make him a king. Uh, you see the Lord. I don't know what God has in store for me. But I know in the last few months. Uh, he's been a working in my heart. Hallelujah. Hey, hey. If it's a move up. I say glory to God. Amen. What I'm telling you is. Uh, God knows what he's a doing. And David said. Uh, he said Lord. Have, why are you hid your face from me? I don't know where in the world you are. You know what's something? Most times when you're going through something, Brother Tarvin, everybody, they want to blame it on you. They say it's your fault. Boy, if y'all been a living right, that wouldn't have happened to you. Uh, Man, if you'd have been doing what you're supposed to. Isn't it amazing that everybody knows uh, what you're supposed to be doing except you? Uh, It's amazing. Everybody has uh, an idea of what's going on in your life. Uh, I'm glad uh, that God's in control uh, and not you, amen, and not me. I'll tell on dad, years ago I lived in Mississippi. And uh, he came down and it just happened to be a week that I was preaching at a youth camp. Brother Laddie, I worked at a children's home. I was getting rich. They paid me $300 a month. And when I moved to Mississippi, we didn't have a dollar. And so, man, I'm working and, and, and trying to survive and trying to get by. And so, about the middle of the week, dad looked over at my gas gauge and he said, he said, what are you doing driving on empty? Brother Daniel, I said, because I ain't got no money. Amen. I'm waiting for payday. And so he said, well, pull in there. I'll pay for it. The Lord knew he was coming down to pay for my gas. Amen. Amen. But he said, are you tithing? I said, what kind of question is that? I said, of course I am. Why in the world would I quit tithing? Just because I'm in a bind doesn't mean I've quit tithing to Jesus. Amen. Amen. About three years later, he got into buying financially some things in his life and he was on the phone and I was respectful, but I said, I got a question for you. Are you tithing? Hey, hey. you see, we want to uh, put the worst on people and blame the armor, but I'm telling you there's times that God, he'll shift you, he'll work in your life, uh, he'll do things in your life uh, that he has uh, a reason for. Amen and people can say what they will but you just go ahead and march on and serve God anyhow amen Amen. we see the third question was to himself David's not only in doubt he's in despair he said how long is my heart going to be filled with sorrow sorrow's in my heart daily his fourth question was to the enemy he felt defeated Brother Burns, he felt defeated. He said, how long is my enemies going to exalt over me? Well, sometimes you feel like they've got the upper hand. (laughs) That old devil sometimes, he'll pounce on you. He'll make you feel like that you're going under. (laughs) And he'll talk to you. He'll say things to you. But I'm glad tonight. I've read the last chapter and I'm glad I know who wins. I know that one day, hallelujah, he'll be bound hand and foot and cast into a lake of fire. And thank God, I'm going to shout all over glory when that happens. Amen. I tell you, I'm going to be glad for the day. I believe we'll shout all over heaven when old Lucifer, thank God, is thrown. Into a lake of fire. One day he's gonna get his. One day, hallelujah. He's caused me a lot of heartache and a lot of trouble. But one day, thank God, Brother John, he's gonna get his. He's a broken up a lot of things in this life. But one day, one day, hallelujah, he's gonna burn forever and ever and ever. And I say, hallelujah! I say, hallelujah, what a day, thank God that's gonna be amen amen not only we see David's question we see his quest you know sometimes we get full of self we like to run things but Dwayne God puts things in our life to help us to rely on him not trying to run things in our own life we get self sufficient he don't want you to be self sufficient But David, he wants you to lean on him. That old song said, lean on me. Finding more power than I've ever dreamed. Leaning on him. You know what? Hey, that's what he wants you to do. Uh, David, we see his pain at the delay. Then we see, number two, his prayer in distress verse three and four. You know what it does? It involves his condition. He said, Lord, he said, you know, consider, consider me. Would you consider where I'm at? Would you hear me? Yes. Boy, you ever, ever asked the Lord to do something and you feel like he's not listening? Amen. <laughs> I'm glad he's listening David said I, I, I need you to help me It involves his condition It involves his cause He said Lord uh, I've got to have some help I'm telling you there's times in your life That you're going to cry out And it seemed like he's not a listening But I'm glad thank God that he is a listening I'm glad that my God is not a dead God My God is not made out of wood or stone or a statue tonight but I'm glad thank God he does hear and he does answer our prayer I'm telling you hallelujah we serve a God that does care about his children he hadn't forgotten where David was and he was a listening and I'm glad tonight that he is a listening amen whatever you're walking through I told the preacher that I've been praying about and Thinking about they sang a song about being faithful. And I thought about preaching on that this week and I don't know that it will. But this afternoon he said, This is what I want you to preach tonight. Yeah. And so no doubt some of you may be struggling with some things in your life. Maybe you feel like the Lord has forgotten you. Maybe you feel like he's forgotten your address and and he don't know where you live. I'm glad that I can remind you tonight that he does know where you live. Amen. It involves his condition. It involves his cause. Uh, Can I say, it involves his comprehension. He said, Lord, would you lighten mine eyes? Would you help me to know what you're doing in my life? You know what? I was under uh, the preaching when I came up they told me that you're not allowed to question God uh, that it's sin and it's wrong but you know what Uh, Jesus questioned the father and I believe he's our example and I believe if we have the right attitude and we have the right motive I believe it's uh, alright to ask the Lord uh, what is it that you're trying to teach me what is it that you're trying to show me enlighten my eyes uh, help me to understand uh, what is going on in my life Uh, I believe uh, you hear me God has spoke to me uh, these past months uh, about some things in my life he has enlightened me uh, about things that I've been going through he said uh, I've got a reason for them and when I get done uh, he said uh, it's going to change you amen you hear me I tell on myself a little bit Telling myself, In the middle of the summer, I got aggravated sure. because of all the rain, sure. trying to get things done. And the man who was supposed to come and put the brick on the block, and he kept delaying. And brother Laddie, I, I prayed that night, and I was I was upset, I was angry. Sure. And when I prayed, brother Gravely I, I went to the Lord, and I could, I was upset. You know what happened the next day I fell oh,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: I fell on the porch we didn't have the boards out and I stepped on a board and it flipped it over and I fell through the the, the floor and the joists and I busted my lip and I blacked out twice and fell all the way back you hear me
2: as
1: yeah. 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 soon as I got come to oh, yeah. The Lord said, don't you ever approach my throne in an attitude, don't you ever. And then Patty fell. And I hope that ain't on me. She hurt her shoulder. May have to have surgery, physical therapy's not, it's, it's not helping. But I got upset because things was not going my way. And I approached that throne. He said, don't you ever Don't you ever approach that throne like that. And I fell on my knees and begged him to forgive me that I would come before the throne of grace with an attitude. It isn't his fault because things happen the way they do. But oh, you hear me, friend. It broke my heart that I would even come angry. I wasn't angry at him. I was angry at things. But I directed that anger while I was praying. And God said, you won't do that again. I'm telling you, you hear me, friend. I'm glad he knows where you live tonight. I'm glad he loves me enough to work on me and to help me. Amen. Oh, yes. Oh, Listen. When you enter that throne room, you better come humbly. You better come humbly as a child of God. You may think less of me, and if you do, that's all right. But I'm telling you what, friend. I appreciate the grace of God. We see it involves his comprehension. Lastly tonight, in verse 5 and 6, we see his praise and deliverance. <laughs> he goes from sorrow sorrow to singing, from sorrow to singing. You know what he said first of all? He said, I'm satisfied with your mercy, but I've trusted in thy mercy. You know what I'm glad tonight? I'm glad God is merciful. He could have done more to me. You hear me? Had a busted lip and purple chin. You know what? He could have done a whole lot more but he's merciful tonight you know what i know tonight i know that every one of us in this building god has been better to us and given us more mercy than what we deserve how many times that i have failed him down through the years how many times brother Danny that I've done wrong and he should have thrown the clay away and said I'm tired of you but I'm glad thank God I can kneel at the foot of the cross and I can say Lord would you forgive me and thank God he wrapped him arms around me and show me that mercy tonight I'm glad hallelujah by the mercy of God I'm glad hallelujah and he loves me and of me I'm glad thank God he saved us tonight in spite of ourselves Amen. Amen satisfaction of his mercy then he said you know what here David is he's out in the wilderness been eating only God knows what what he could find and catch and kill and bugs and everything else been living in caves he'd been out there griping and complaining and grumbling <laughs> but it dawned on him brother Donnie He said, you know what, I'm saved. (laughs) I am saved you know what? it doesn't matter what we go through tonight it doesn't matter what's happening in our life thank God I am saved I will never know what it's like to spend one night in the charred walls of the dam it doesn't matter what struggle we go through whether it be physically financially family whatever burden it is thank God one day Day. it's all going to be laid down and hallelujah we will be on the other side amen as they said I'm ready to go hallelujah the people that has helped me down through the months and different preachers and others and come they'd always tease me they said you know Brother Barnes, the Lord's going to let you get this house done and then the rapture is going to take place <laughs> you know, I told Brother Danny, I said, that'd be all right, me. I'll trade that for a mansion any day of the week. Hey, 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 <laughs> You know what David said? He said, I'm going to rejoice in his salvation. Maybe some of you have been complaining, grumbling, felt like God has left you. God's not doing you right. God knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. You just got to trust him. David said, not only because of your mercy, not only because of salvation, but he said, I think I want to sing a little bit out here in the wilderness because you've dealt bountifully with me. Hallelujah. You know what old David said? That word dealt bountifully means you've treated me well. And I want to say, hallelujah, he has treated me well. He's been much better to me tonight than I deserve and much better to me tonight than I have been to him. He has treated me well. I say hallelujah. He has treated me well. I say glory, glory, glory. I say hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has treated me well. I say hallelujah. He is dealt bountifully with me, amen. Hallelujah. He has treated me well. And David said, "I thank a quick complainer. I i a quick rumbling because he's been good to me. Sometimes we let circumstances." surround us and we don't feel like he's treated us well. But if he never done another thing if he never done another thing for me Brother Tarvin if he never done another thing he's been so good to me. He has been so good to me. Saturday, I was on my way to preach at a meeting, took the little old Buick, and stopped and got a burger, and it wouldn't start, and I got a jump. I said to a fellow, do you know where an AutoZone or advanced auto is? He said, yeah, right across the street. The Lord let me stop exactly where I'd be, right across the street from an AutoZone. I was only 25 miles from a pastor that I preached for who's a mechanic, and I called him, and I said, Brother Ray, can you put an alternator in? He said, sure, be glad to. Drove to his house, took three hours. You got to take that thing apart. The engineers never have to work on them. They're the ones who put all that junk together. Amen. Right. But what I'm saying, and you see, those are the things that God has said. He put those things in place, and at the right time, uh, Put you. I could have stopped. I actually stopped two miles before that, Brother Gravely, at a store and got some fuel. What if I'd have stopped there and it wouldn't start? It started there. God said, I've got to get him down where the auto started. Story is where he can get an order. Ain't that something? I'm telling you, you see, you know what? The Lord takes care of us. He has dealt bountifully with me. I may just take a lap, hallelujah. I, mm, I'll tell you what, He has been God to me, hallelujah. Hey, if nobody else has, He's been good to me. Amen. David started out in sorrow. Brother Sean, time is over with. He's a singing. (laughs) Hallelujah. I like those times in life (laughs) that you go from sorrow to singing. Hallelujah. I don't know what you need tonight, but I know what God gave me. Let's stand, if you would please. Say, Come. As they come. Would you let the Lord help you tonight? Come talk to him. David had pain at the delay of God. He had questions. He had doubt, despair, defeat. He had distress. But thank God he had deliverance. Come talk to him as we're singing. Let the Lord help you tonight. My Jesus,
3: I love thee. I know thou art mine. Oh, that's right. Come For on. For thee, all the follies of sin I reside. Oh, would you let him help you tonight? My gracious let him help you tonight. Savior, Amen. Art thou Hallelujah, brother Burns. Bless you, brother. If ever I loved oh, that's me. right. My Come Jesus on, let Him help you tonight. Tis now, I love. I love, I love thee, my Jesus, yeah, man. let the Lord help you tonight. I'll love thee in life. I will love thee in death, and pray.
0: First, Brother David, y'all sing with him. In my right. If you need to come tonight, you obey God. What great preaching! What great preaching! Delight. Come on tonight, if you
3: need to come. I'll ever adore Thee in heaven so bright. Yes, I'll sing.
0: One more verse, my Jesus, I love. Amen. I tell you what, tonight, wasn't that good preaching? Thank God for the Word. Amen. Thank you for minding the Lord tonight. I feel like some people got help tonight. That helps me. I like to get help, don't you? I mean, I got help tonight. But as a pastor, I like it when other see folks get help. And I see a lot of folks get help tonight. It means so much to me. So much to me as a pastor. And I praise the Lord. I want to I want to obey God tonight, and uh, I got a couple of things on my heart uh, that I want to uh, that I want to do tonight. And uh, one of them, one of the things I want to do tonight, if give me a that night. one of the things I want to do tonight, and get my wife to come down here. And uh, Brother Chris, I want to get you and your wife to come down here if that's all right. And and uh, I'm real hesitant because I don't want to do anything uh, to make a spectacle of anybody. Amen, I'd never do that. But I I love this family here. And we've been friends a long time. And I know they've been through deep waters. God's been good to them. And I was in a camp meeting with him just a few days ago. And a man in our church gave me $1,000 a while back and said, I want you to give that to... Uh, the family, and I said well, i'm gonna hold on to it i said i'm gonna, i'm gonna give it when I think the timing's right if you're okay with that and he said i'm okay with that. We was in that camp meeting, and he was taking up an offering for uh for brother chris and and Sister Gina. and um and I just felt like the church ought to give a thousand dollars with that thousand dollars that that man gave, so we was able to give them two thousand dollars and um but uh, I love them they've been such a blessing. And uh, their family has, and just a testimony. I tell you what's been on my heart the whole service tonight is we haven't had a chance personally to give uh, to them and uh, just to help them. And I, I really feel strongly the Lord wants us to do that tonight. And uh, uh, I, brother, if you just say a word, and uh, I just want you to say a word.
2: Amen. Well, I've enjoyed the service tonight, to say the least, and thank God for what God's doing, amen, Amen. sure is a blessing to come in his house and feel the spirit of the Lord, and thankful that we can come and rejoice, amen, that's what we're going to do in eternity, and I'm thankful for August the 10th, 1986, I'm glad that God didn't leave me down there on the streets of Dalton, Georgia, and Brother Laddie was uh, uh, testifying, I started thinking about that, and I thought how good God is, I I was just a church boy, and Then got out in the world and didn't have no hope. But I'm thanking God that the church lights was on. I'm thankful the pews was there. The man of God was preaching. Had a witness on my job. and I'm glad the Holy Ghost of God run me down that summer of 1986. Thank God I ended up on the front row that night. And the Holy Ghost of God dealt with me, I believe, for the last time. And I went to that altar that night. And I got saved. And I've never been the same since that moment of time when God save my soul and I'm I want to stand here tonight brother Barnes and say this God's faithful uh, he's been faithful through everything that our families went through I've got no complaints I've got no gripes what God because he I say, I said this to everybody I said the Lord we've served him in the daylight now the storm now the darkness and I want to keep on serving him and I want to say he's still faithful amen I failed him much, but he's never failed me. Those three and a half weeks up, up, the, up the hospital, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to accuse him or say anything, because I knew that he had been faithful to us. He was faithful to save me, save my wife, yeah. save my children, give me grandchildren. You say, well, they're not here anymore. You're right, they're not. They're in heaven, but I'm getting to see them again. Amen. I've got a different view of heaven. It's a whole lot closer to this preacher. And so you know what I want to do? I want to preach. I want to sing. I want to worship. And I want to keep on serving Him. Days I've got, if I've got 20 years, 30 years, two minutes left, I still want to serve Him. Don't never give up. Amen. Because God, through it all, His grace was sufficient. Every text I sent out, and brother, Brother... Gravely can testify to this. And when I'd give an update every night about 1.30 or so, I'd say probably the same old thing. And it was repetitive. But I said, God's grace is sufficient. Amen. And I want to say this through it all. He's been sufficient, Miss Kate. Yep. Hallelujah. Amen. Yep. I'm going to say I love y'all, thank y'all, and just keep on shouting the victory. I want to say this. And can I say this? I said, I said through life, and Brother Barnes can testify, Preacher gets real busy, and you go a lot of different places preaching. And I leave Kentucky, and I come down here, and I preach. I go right back, yep. not taking the time to stop by and see a dear brother that I know, or a dear friend that I know. And but God woke me up on that. Right. And little grandchildren, they called me that night at eleven o'clock, and and uh, they said we was down in Dalton, and they said I'm gonna see you tomorrow, Papa. I'm gonna be down at your farm tomorrow, and. Man, I thought it was going to be just like it always is. My Brother Laddie, it wasn't. 1.30 in the morning, I got the call that I never expected to get. And you know what? That changed my life, our life, our family's life forever. But God the Holy Ghost, through a lot of this situation, God has said you need to take a little time and visit brothers and sisters that you don't see. And I want to just say I love you, appreciate you, and God's been good to us. Amen. Appreciate the church. you to say something?
4: I just wanna say that um through the darkest times he's faithful. Yes. Amen. He's never been anything but good.
0: Amen. And uh,
4: he never will be. And uh I don't have to worry. We have, we have five grandchildren, three in heaven and one on the way, yep. and uh, uh, three of them I won't see here again, but I'll never have to worry about
2: Amen.
4: not seeing them again that's because right. I will see them. That's the goodness of God. Amen. Amen. And uh, Amen. Amen. you know, I, I, I'm not asking Him why. I'm thanking Him yeah. for the future. Is promised to me that they will be with me in heaven. And, uh, you know, God's good. That's right. (laughs) He's good. I don't, I mean, they could have lived every day a hundred years down here and never knew Him as their Savior or brought a shame and reproach to it. That's true. But I don't have to worry about that.
0: No, that's, that's uh,
4: they're forever safe with Him, and Amen. I'm so for I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that. I'm not thankful that it had to happen the way it did, but I'm thankful for the promise Amen. that He's given us. Amen. I have uh, our youngest daughter has two little girls, and I'm praying for their salvation. Yes. And uh, we got another one on the way. Our youngest daughter's Amen. expecting, and. And uh, I'm thankful for that. That's the blessings of God. He's faithful. When we're not faithful, He's faithful. And I can trust Him no matter what. I can trust Him. And I'm thankful for those promises. And I appreciate your prayers for our family. That's what has got us down the road. That's what carries us. It's the, the faithfulness of God and His people. Amen. and I'm just thankful that the family of God's so much bigger than what we could ever imagine yes. it consists of people you'd have never dreamed of reaching out and doing things you could have never thought of yes. but that's God see he knows Amen. what we need we yes, don't he know does. He Amen. knows yes. and yes. he sends by people that from every walk of life that just amaze you to do things that just blow your mind but that's God he just he's, in, he's so good to us and knows yes, just Lord. what we need. And I'm just thankful
0: for that, thankful for God. Amen. Isn't that a blessing tonight?